Hello, and welcome to this podcast from Consider This. Please let me know what you think and tell others about us on social media. This podcast was originally broadcast live on Northumberland 89.7 FM. You can hear this show live every Friday at noon. Thank you for downloading this program, and I hope you enjoy it. Hello, I'm Robert Washburn, and welcome to Consider This Northumberland, a current affairs program dedicated to the issues facing our community. We talk to the people on the front lines and those behind the scenes who make a difference in your life in Northumberland County. So I'm asking you, the listener, to take some time out of your busy day to consider this. Sometimes news stories are complex. There's a need for many voices, and interviewing just one person doesn't capture everything going on. This week, Consider This Northumberland is doing something different. Rather than its usual interview format, a short documentary feature is being used to tell an important story impacting kids in the county and beyond. In February, County Council passed a motion to end a lease agreement with Scouts Canada for the Coburg Scout Reserve on Highway 45. Due to the pandemic and other factors, the national organization felt it could not financially sustain the offer for a one-year lease. It's easy to imagine the impact on the kids. Some of them were as young as five years old. Others are in their teens. It was a place where they went camping. They sat around a campfire, sang songs, hiked the trails. Now it's gone. Some of the parents of those kids also camped at the Coburg Scout Reserve when they were young. The camp has existed for more than 30 years. One of the scout leaders, Samantha Morton, posted a passionate plea on Facebook in mid-March. Throwing caution to the wind, she stood outside the camp on the side of the highway with trucks and cars zooming by. She recorded an emotional video about the great loss and posted it. In the video, Morton suggests the county needs to be more transparent about its decision. The county will tell you it was a decision made by Scouts Canada. In fact, the county is finalizing its Northumberland Forest Master Plan. This started in 2018 and involved public meetings and consultations. The final version is expected to go in front of politicians later this year. In the draft plan, under objective number 8, called Finance, it describes ways which the county can generate revenue from the forest. One subsection speaks to reviewing all current leases. The Scouts were one of those. The Great Pine Ridge Snowmobile Club was another, and you'll remember in the winter, the club was banned from using trails due to a dispute over its lease. But there's another subsection specifically for the Coburg Scout Reserve. It proposes the possibility of a public-private partnership. In this story, you will learn more about this decision. You will also hear from local scout leaders as they describe the impact on the county's decision and why Scouts Canada chose to walk away from the camp. Here is a feature story about the closure of the Coburg Scout Reserve. On March 11th, Samantha Morton was driving on Highway 45 just south of County Road 29. As the 32-year-old mother passed the Coburg Scout Reserve nestled in the side of the road, She grew angry. Morton quickly pulled over to the side of the road. She took out her smartphone and began recording. 
it just doesn't make sense to me and it's not fair and I don't think we should be losing the camp because of a global pandemic. I think that the town and the county should be doing more to help us instead of taking our property away from us because they simply want it back so they can use it for their purposes and most likely to turn a profit and to make money. This camp has never been about making money. This camp is about experiences and providing experiences to youth in our community who in most cases don't get them anywhere else. This is a volunteer organization. I don't get it. Help us. Why are you hurting us? I don't know. If you guys, if you guys want to share this to get the message out, fine. I know I got really heated and emotional. I am emotional about this. I don't think it's right. We were told that it was basically happening. There wasn't much we could do about it. Morton, a leader with the first Port Hope Scout troop, gave an emotional outpouring lasting more than six minutes. Her reaction came just over a month after Northumberland County Council officially ended its more than 30-year relationship with the local scouts by passing a short, simple motion at its February meeting. For the kids and scouts and their leaders, it was devastating. The camp was used by the ski club decades ago. It boasts property with the highest peak in Northumberland County Forest. There were buildings and facilities, along with a number of camping spots, fire pits, and a network of trails for the scouts to use. Kids as young as five years old, known as Beaver Scouts, used the site regularly. But all local scouting groups, including the older boys and girls known as Cub Scouts, Scouts, and Venturer Scouts, booked time for camping and other outdoor activities. But it was not just the kids from Northumberland who used the camp. Besides the scout troops from Baltimore and Port Hope, other troops from Bowmanville, Newcastle, and Inniskillen had access. Plus, the facilities were open to other organizations like the Northumberland Sea Cadets and the local Girl Guides. It is hard to put a firm number on the kids affected. For Port Hope, the number of Beaver Scouts sits at around 16. For Baltimore, it was similar. But with the pandemic, enrollment is much lower. This does not include the Scouts or Venturer Scouts and all the other groups that use the camp. The impact on the kids is significant. Samantha Morton. Um, so for our local kids, it means that our go-to camp is gone. We, like I know our Port Hope groups does our winter camp at the Scout Reserve every single year. And most of our local, you know, our Lakeshore Ridge groups that I mentioned, every single year they have at least one camp there. Um, so it means that we're losing our, our go-to place. Um, there's not a lot of other campgrounds in our area. It means that we're either going to have to be looking at potentially private properties if we can or public scout or public camps. But, you know, those get a lot more expensive. Um, they have different guidelines. Now we're, you know, much more in the public. We prefer when we're taking the scouts places that were places where we know it's much safer for them especially with them sleeping in tents so typically especially with the younger youth like I personally would not even consider a, a public campground to take the beavers to it's just a much larger risk because they're now exposed to the public and we don't have as much control of the over their environment um, so it really is it's going to be hard for our groups to to find places for the older youth you know they venture out a lot more but for our five to seven year olds and even our pubs like you're not driving way up north to go to camp like 
we try to keep their costs as low as possible. And even for like the beavers, the cow, the Coburg Scout Reserve can tend to get a little bit pricier for a single group to go camping. So that's why we tended to do like, you know, our whole area because then you're splitting the cost over six groups instead of one. It's going to make it very challenging for our, especially our younger youth to get outdoor experiences. For those who know nothing about Boy Scouts, the outdoor experience is central to the program. Lieutenant General Robert Baden-Powell started the organization in England based on a book he wrote called Scouting for Boys. It was a manual for training cavalry troops in the British Army. But Baden-Powell wanted to expand its application to all boys. In 1906, he took a group of youth camping on Brown Sea Island using the book as a basis for training the boys. Its popularity was almost instant. A year later, the program was brought to Canada. Three groups were formed in 1907, and it grew from there. At one point in the 1950s, there were 850,000 Boy Scouts in Canada. Today, the number is about 85,000. Baden-Powell's idea was that boys should organize themselves into small natural subgroups of six or seven under a boy leader the patrol and patrol leader. Their training would consist of such things as tracking and reconnaissance, mapping, signaling, nodding, first aid, and all the skills that arise from camping and similar outdoor activities. To become a scout, a boy would promise to be loyal to his country, help others, and in general obey the scout law, itself a simple code of chivalrous behavior easily understood by the boys. While much has changed since then, the essence of this training, especially the importance of outdoor activities, remains true to the original vision. This is why the Coburg Scout Reserve in Northumberland Forest was a critical part of their programming. Samantha Morton. Um, but the camp is really about having a place for the youth to get outside and experience camping experiences that they don't get a lot of places else. Deborah Elliott is a cub leader at the 1st Baltimore Scouts. Her troop was another one of the local groups impacted by the closure. She also emphasized the significance of the camp. Because having the outdoor camping experience is a huge part of what we teach Cub Scouts. How to make campfires, how to tie knots, how to walk through the woods, how to stay safe, how to identify poison ivy, how to work together as a team. You know, all, all of that stuff comes into the program that we provide. And, and we've seen kids, you know, that come in and they're, they're young and they're inexperienced. And, and you know, they come from Beavers, which is a much simpler program. Um, and they're eager and, and they start to learn the skills. And it's amazing to see how their confidence grows and how they get more comfortable talking in front of others, more comfortable sharing stories, you know, and they really mature in an environment that challenges them. We would, we would have uh, special programs where all the groups would be there. So some of the older kids would be helping with the younger kids, um, and some of the younger kids would come for half a day, you know, and there'd be a program laid on for them. But we have all ages. At the root of the closure was money. With the pandemic, a number of things changed. The programs were forced online. Many kids dropped out. After attending a day of school online, it meant many parents were not keen to have their kids spend another couple of hours in front of a screen. Also, leaders scrambled to provide engaging activities over Zoom. 
Again, it was not ideal, so enrollment dropped. Fundraising was also hampered. Apple Day, one of the biggest moneymakers for Scouts, was cancelled. The lost revenue was a serious blow. As Samantha Morton pointed out, it raised the bulk of the money for the fiscal year. Without it, paying the costs associated with the camp was impossible. Neither leader knew the exact financials associated with the camp. Scouts Canada and the county did not provide details. However, in a report given to county council, it outlines the costs that the county is now taking on associated with the site. It is slightly more than $8,000 to maintain the grounds, including utilities, insurance, water testing, snow and waste removal, along with the general upkeep. Some of the contributions were financial, but a majority of the maintenance was done by volunteers. People would clear trails, cut the grass, fix the buildings, and whatever else needed to be done. As much work as possible is done by volunteers. Like anything that can legally be done by scouting volunteers or even our older youth. Like we just did work and replaced the roof in the bunkhouse uh, last year, I guess 2019. Um, and that was like our scouts and venturers helped do that work. So they're learning like construction skills as well, just helping around the camp. But as much as we can do is done by volunteers. Like my dad cuts the grass. Like it takes hours to cut the grass every week or every two weeks in the summertime for camp weekends. You know, everything that we can do is done by volunteers. And we're very fortunate that having such a large scouting community, most often if we need, you know, a professional to come in, we have someone within the community who will either do the work for free or quite cheap for us. She also said the money was raised mostly from scouting families, Apple Day being the only exception. There were no grants or monies from other sources. This is what makes it so hard for everyone. The groups were very invested in the camp. But it was not just the kids who were disappointed. For the leaders, the closure was not easy either. Deborah Elliott. And, and we all felt um, really sad. Uh, a lot of the leaders have had experience going to the Scout Reserve as kids, and that's why they become leaders in, in Scouts later and, and were hugely influenced by having a camping experience. And so I think the, the one word that would express how everybody was feeling, because we did discuss this at a group committee meeting, is that we're all very sad that this had to happen. And, and it means that we have to be more creative about giving kids a, a, a camping experience without having the benefits of the Scout Reserve, which is a perfect setup for, for Scouts. And so we are looking at an alternative site. Um, and, and, and right now everything's up in the air, so I can't really say what we'll be doing in the future because it depends on the pandemic. But sadness at, at, and, a, and a sense of loss. That, that we've lost something that, it, that is really beneficial to kids. For the first Baltimore group, there is an alternative. One of the leaders owns a farm. The family is letting the kids use the fields and a woodlot for outdoor activities. But with the pandemic and lockdown rules, it is difficult. There is no promise the kids will get to go camping this year. But Elliot believes the farm may be a viable alternative. For Morton, her feelings about the closure are different. She looks at the politicians, saying more should have been done to make it feasible in the face of the pandemic. 
I personally feel as though the town is taking advantage of our situation. I, I think it's wrong. Um, it upsets me. I'm sure you could tell that from the video. I, I, I don't think it's right. I don't think we should even have to, it shouldn't be a question of whether, in my opinion, whether the Boy Scouts get their lease renewed. Like that to me is mind boggling that we've had to fight to have our lease renewed. And you know, this kind of a little bit off topic, but I have seen a couple of comments on that video um, from other groups saying, you know, the same thing is happening to the snowmobile club. So it really makes me question, like, what is the county doing with like, what is their plan? Because in the article I read, they had no plan for the property. It's up for discussion. But how are you pushing all of these outdoor groups out of their properties that they've leased for so long and you don't know what you plan to do with them? Another factor for the Scouts was the length of the lease. Until now, the county usually signed a five-year deal. This time, it was only for one year. This compounded the financial woes. Without the usual stream of money, it was impossible. Nobody had that kind of cash in the bank, and there was no foreseeable way to be assured the finances would be there later. The change in the lease agreement with the Scouts comes on the heels of another leasing agreement being reviewed by the county. Earlier this winter, the Great Pine Ridge Snowmobile Club was banned from using the trails in the Northumberland Forest following a review of its lease. At the time, the two groups were unable to come to an agreement. The county is also on the verge of releasing its Northumberland County Forest Master Plan. This began in 2018 with a committee being formed to create a 20-year plan. The forest stretches across 5,500 acres, or 2,225 hectares. Some of the habitats include rare black oak woodlands. Public consultations started in 2019 with surveys and open houses. A draft plan was made public in November 6, 2020, and the final plan is expected to go before Council in 2021. Reviewing land leases was a part of the master plan. In the draft report of the master plan, the county mentions the Coburg Scout Reserve and its potential for redevelopment. It states, quote, Part of the feasibility study on the redevelopment of the scout camp, the potential for public-private partnerships will be explored. As other opportunities arise, they will be evaluated on a case-by-case -case basis, end quote. For Morton, she's looking for more clarity from the county. I mean, I'd like to hear from the county and know what their where their thoughts are and what what their plan is. They have to have a plan. There's no way they don't. Um, and I'd like to know why. Like, what is going on? This doesn't seem right to me. Northumberland County Warden Bob Crate turned down a request for an interview. In an email, a county spokesperson wrote. Quote, this was really an operational decision by Scouts Canada not to continue the lease due to the impacts of the pandemic on their 2020 programming and uncertainty about 2021 programming. To be clear, under the lease agreement, there were no fees to the county for the use of the property. The agreement was that the Scouts maintained the property for their use. The Scouts advised the county in December 2020 that due to the ongoing uncertainty related to the pandemic, they would not be renewing this lease. This is understandably upsetting for the families who have used and cared for this facility over the years, and it is a regrettable outcome of the ongoing pandemic. 
Because this decision was a Scouts Canada leadership decision, the warden will decline to comment further. End quote. Scouts Canada turned down a request for an interview. Instead, it sent this statement. Quote, Scouts Canada made the decision to allow its lease with Northumberland County for the Coburg Scout Reserve to expire on December 31, 2020. This decision was driven by the significant resources required to maintain the property's facilities and accelerated by the impact of COVID restrictions has had on its operations. We would like to extend our thanks and appreciation to the camp committee and the volunteers who have supported Coburg Scout Reserve over the years. Additionally, we would like to thank the county for their partnership throughout the duration of the lease and their ongoing effort as we work together to vacate the property. Scouts Canada is committed to working with local groups and volunteers to ensure youth in Coburg have access to facilities and programs to embark on a great scouting experience. While we do appreciate your interest in this, we have no further comment on this matter. End quote. Samantha Morton said she was told local leaders were not to speak out. For Elliot, she was empathetic towards those leaders who were at the table negotiating. Yeah, um, I mean, I need to state that I absolutely trust the leadership, and I trust that they made a thoughtful decision. I trust that they discussed it to death, because it's not a decision they would have wanted to make. At all levels, we're absolutely committed to giving kids scouting experiences outside in the woods. And so um, I, I don't want to say they hamstrung us. I mean, I don't think that's fair. They made a decision. They, they made the best decision they could, even the financial situation. Um, we, we, were, we weren't part of the conversation, which that kind of surprised me. But, but, uh, but I trust the leadership. It's very good people at the next level up who would have put a whole lot of thought into this decision. There is little that can be done at this point. The county has taken over the camp. Officials at Scouts Canada have made their decision. Still, for Samantha Morton, it all doesn't feel right. Standing at the side of Highway 45 in front of the campground, she makes her passionate plea. It just doesn't make sense to me, and it's not fair, and I don't think we should be losing the camp because of a global pandemic. I think that the town and the county should be doing more to help us instead of taking our property away from us because they simply want it back so they can use it for their purposes and most likely to turn a profit and to make money. This camp has never been about making money. This camp is about experiences and providing experiences to youth in our community who in most cases don't get them anywhere else. This is a volunteer organization. I don't get it. Help us. Why are you hurting us? If you guys, if you guys want to share this to get the message out, fine. I know I got really heated and emotional. I am emotional about this. I don't think it's right. We were told that it was basically happening. There wasn't much we could do about it, and there wasn't a lot of options to us. We weren't given a lot of time to do anything, and we were kind of told not to make a stink about it, which is why I'll probably get in trouble, but I don't care. I'm done. I'm going to speak out on things I don't agree with, and I don't agree with this. Bring back Coburg Scout Reserve. The youth deserve it. That was a feature story about the closure of the Coburg Scout Reserve in Northumberland County Forest. I want to thank my guests this week for talking to me, and I want to thank all the listeners for tuning in today. Please join me again next week when we will talk to the people on the front lines and those behind the scenes who make a difference in your life and Northumberland County. So please tune in. 
If you would like to listen or share this or any podcast, please check out my website at consider-this.ca. There you will find past podcasts, news, and other information about life and politics in Northumberland County. Or you can go to the radio station's website at northumberland897.ca. I'm Robert Washburn. Thanks for taking time out of your day to listen in, and I hope over the week you will continue to consider this. Thank you for listening to this podcast from Consider This. If you have any comments or would like to suggest a story, please contact me at considerthisnorthumberland at gmail.com or you can message me on Facebook at Consider This. If you enjoyed this podcast or are looking for more news and information about Northumberland County, please check out my website at consider-this.ca. That's consider-this.ca. And don't forget to share. And again, thank you for listening and stay tuned for more from Consider This.